edgy. Uh, I have a really great panel here today and uh, some great panelists here. So today we're going to be talking about Ready for Launch, the work that goes behind a token launch. Uh, I'm joined today by Christine Coffey uh, from Autonomous, Casper uh, Schouten from Technos Associates, and soon Frizen from Tally. So a quick background on why I put this together and why, why these people are here. Um, you know, at Hedgy, we've worked with teams that are launching their tokens to token investing and investor lockups. In doing so, we've seen the amount of work and service providers that are involved with launching that token. Um, it's a tremendous amount of work, and many teams don't understand what goes into the token launch. Uh, we've put together this group of experts to share their insights on the topic and hopefully help teams working through their token launch to gain better insights into how they think about it and how to work through the launch. Now, to kind of frame things, when I think about uh, a token launch, I think of it like an iceberg. Uh, when a token goes live, we see an airdrop claim, uh, early community exchange listings, sometimes governance. What you don't see is the, the underside of the iceberg, a tremendous amount of work that goes into it. Uh, so kind of to set the table today, uh, I'd love it if, if both of you could give an introduction on yourselves, the type of companies you work with, and just a, a background on your companies. Yeah, that'd be great. Casper, do you want to start? Sure, sure. So mm -hmm. I'm Casper. I'm with Technos Associates. Um, we're a valuation advisory firm. Uh, we've been around for 15 years, and about 10 years ago, we started um, doing valuations in the digital asset space. Um, and since then, we've uh, we've grown a practice that focuses exclusively on digital assets. So we have a team of guys then that. Uh, that are do nothing else but tokens and and, and web3 related valuations so uh, um, it's a it's a wild ride but it's uh, it's great to be a part of it yeah um, that's awesome uh, so I'm Christine uh, I come from Tradfi. I was doing you know hedge funds and all that stuff and um, then I got interested I called myself like fiat by day crypto by night you know kind of thing and um, was putting on events in Chicago. And uh, through that experience, I got involved in a lot of early stage projects and um, was helping them fund and organize, um, you know, like crypto funds and everything. And uh, then I uh, became the, through those experiences, became the original contributor to the Gitcoin DAO. It was launched out of my apartment. Um, and uh, all that led to me recently launching um, Arbitrum, which is a big project that I'm sure that you guys have heard of. And I just have gained an amazing level of experience on what's good to do, what's not good to do. And, um, you know, we're all exploring in the space and it's great to work with people like you guys who, you know, have the same interests. Awesome. Thank you. So I want to get it started with, with you, Christine. Um, since you work with companies at, at a very early uh, part of their token launch process, um, you know, when you, when you meet early teams preparing for a token launch, what are some of the key things you find they need to work through at those earliest stages? Uh, and how do you get involved? 
Yeah, um, so it, it's a really good question. And I, I love like the um, founder energy, like, you know, I, I love being around these people who have really great ideas and they want to launch a project and they're really good at what they are and they're passionate about it. Uh, but there's just a whole lot of other things that need to happen, you know? And so one of the things that I recommend to people is like, first of all, define your mission, like understand. And when I say define your mission, like what are you trying to accomplish? Um, and there are things like on the decentralization to centralization spectrum, where do you want to be? And there are use cases for both, you know, like we all know that decentralization is great. That's what we're all aiming for, but we all know that there are practical considerations, right? Um, the second thing is understand your community. I think a lot of these founders have really great ideas, but then they, they think that everyone will just understand what their mission is, but they don't realize that they really have to communicate that. Um, so for example, if you're going to be really decentralized or even if you're not like be transparent about what you're going to be transparent about and be transparent about what you can't be transparent about. Like it's all fine, but you, but you have to like be able to communicate, you know, and that's what this space is about. Um, third, I would say there's very practical um, things you need to think about, like what um, exchanges are you going to list on? Like, what's your funding look like? How are you raising funds? What's your regulation? And, you know, that's where somebody like me comes in who just, you know, takes care of all that stuff. But those are very real considerations. Um, and then the last thing I would say is, um, uh, and, and this might be cheesy, quote, but you know, uh, uh, like it's about the friends you made along the way, but there are a lot of people in your corner. There are a lot of people in the space and um, people like, you know, I, I always encourage everyone reach out to somebody like me. I'm in the Cayman Islands. I'll tell you, hey, maybe you should have a Cayman foundation or maybe you shouldn't, or maybe you need a service provider. And I know Lindsay and Casper, you guys are the same way. Like we're all willing to help. We're all friends in the space. It's a very collaborative space. Reach out to your friends, rely on their expertise and their experience. It's super interesting because, you know, knowing you, I always think about execution because that's what I, I see. And that's kind of the most tangible thing uh, from your, your help with teams that you see, but you'd like to start at the define your mission stage when you meet teams, uh, which is much more of like a, uh, what are we actually doing? Why are we doing this level? And uh, it's really interesting to see that you get involved with core concepts, really. Yeah, uh, oh, well, cool. I mean, you have to do that to understand, like, do you need a bank account? Do you want a US bank account? Are you gonna hire US employees? Do you need, you know, like you have to define it first before you drill down, but yeah. You know, thank you. Yeah, amazing. That's yeah. really great. And Frizen's joining us now. We got we we worked out the technical difficulties. And good to see you, Frizen. Um, good to see you. See you, everyone. Sorry, I'm late. Great to be here. You're great. Yeah. Uh, we'll throw you right in. But um, Casper, I want to throw that question to you, but more from the token valuation perspective, because again, when I became familiar with the type of services you all offer. I think about it a very much launching process, but you talk to teams much earlier and it's important uh, that you do. 
So I'd love to kind of jump in uh, to that part. Like, uh, you know, when companies are launching, when do you come in from a, a token valuation perspective and other services? And what are those early things you, uh, you see and work on? Yeah, no, so it can, it can start out very early. Um, as, as you're setting up your project, there's a couple different angles that valuation can become uh, relevant. So one of them is thinking about uh, incentivizing your founders and your employees by means of token grants um, and, you know, figuring out sort of like what the tax implications are uh, on that topic. And then also, um, you know, how do you put a value onto something that hasn't launched yet? So is not trading, is not trading just yet. Um, the other thing is, you know, a lot of these companies are, do, in fact, choose for international uh, tax structures, uh, an offshore foundation, uh, you know, that, those kind of structures. And when you're working through that, like, where is the IP domiciled? Where are the tokens being minted? Those are all very important questions um, to to think about from a, from a valuation perspective. But I would I would honestly start out by saying make sure that you align yourself with a, a great team of uh, tax experts and uh, legal experts that you know really have a very deep understanding of this of this industry, um, especially because you know we're still sort of waiting for concise regulation. Um, everyone is you know doing things in a certain way that they feel is appropriate. Um, but you know, having the right team in your court is very important to not set yourself up for failure. Um, from a pure valuation perspective, if you're if you're issuing tokens uh, to founders, employees, um, you want to establish a tax basis, and oftentimes your tax attorney will advise you to, at least in the U.S., to take advantage of a certain tax code that's referred to as 83B election. Um, and to do that, you need like a, a tax basis of the value of the tokens that you'll be receiving. Um, and within the determination of that value, there's other, there's other considerations that need to be on point too. So think about your tokenomics, think about how you're structuring those grants, like how long, um, are people going to be locked up? Um, that those kind of considerations are both very important from success of your project standpoint, but also from a valuation perspective, those are very, very important. It's amazing. Um, and, you know, Casper, one of the things when we first met and, and I discovered your services, um, how important they are. And, and I think one of the important things is what happens if you don't uh, go through the process of doing this stuff early. And maybe just like a, a, some color on what the four years of your life, at least as a U.S. citizen, look like if you don't go through these uh, steps. Well, what happens is that every time, if you don't go through these steps, every time you receive a token that is considered the transfer of property and your your tax basis is based on whatever the value is as of that point in time. Um, so what can happen and what we have seen happen, unfortunately, with, uh, you know, with projects that get to us too late um, is that they all of a sudden are about to receive a large sum of tokens. And the only way for them to, um, you know, pay for the tax liability that's associated with that is by liquidating those tokens. And oftentimes these are founders or key employees, and there's there's a risk associated with that. 
um, you know, those people, oftentimes their wallets are being tracked. Like, why are they selling their own tokens, et cetera, et cetera? So it's like, you know, not only from a tax liability perspective, it can be disadvantageous, but also just from a project management perspective, like what kind of signal are you sending the market if you're liquidating your own tokens or the pro the, the tokens of the project that you're part of? Yeah, and Casper, yeah. I hope you don't mind if I chime no, in. No, go for it. But it's, that's a very real consideration. That's kind of like one of those thought pieces that you need to go through because, um, so what if, you know, the project that you're working with, like, you know, writes a policy and procedure that you get paid like this, but have you considered like paying US people and they have a different tax situation than, you know, somebody else. And those are things like, I, I, that's kind of what I'm saying, like, you have to consider those things so that you know how to make them happen practically. That's incredible. And I mean, I think it's important to highlight all of this is in the planning stages well before you launch. We're talking about conceptual ideas before anything is actually live. And it's really important parts to highlight. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, the, the founders are, are, fo are forced to think very, very long term. Mm -hmm. um, with all these considerations, even though they're they're typically trying to just manage every single fire that's happening right now, um, of course. So that's why it's so critical to just you know assemble a great team around you that looks out for your best interests and that have gone through these uh, you know processes a few times and can can point you towards pitfalls uh, and things to avoid. Amazing. Um, I want to throw it over to you, Frizen. Um, and you know, Frizen, I always describe Tally as you know, where DAOs live, where DAOs live, where DAOs launch. Uh, gave your intro for you. <laughs> so, but you know, when when people think of free token companies uh, structuring their DAOs, their governance tokens, they they think about tokenomics, um, but not the early work and planning that's required to make the DAO possible. Um, you know, you get involved super early, and I I know some context here. I'm, I, I'm wondering if you could share some of the early conversations you're having with DAOs and what you're trying to get them to think through almost at the same stage that uh, Christine and Casper are having their conversations. Absolutely. Um, yeah, th thanks again for inviting me here. Great to be here with uh, you, Casper and Christine. Um, so what we've observed, you know, Tally, we've been working in the governance space, helping DAOs for the last um, almost four years now. And so we've been involved in, you know, many DAO launches, everything from, you know, massive ones like the Arbitrum DAO last year to, you know, small teams building protocols. And what we've observed is that the moment that a token is launched should also be, you know, there should be an equal level of thought and care and craft put into the launch of the token as there is to the launch of the governance. And the reason for that is, there's a number of you know, decisions that you can make or initiatives you can undertake that will have an extremely powerful effect on the long-term success or even viability of the DAO at token launch. Um, I'll touch on one or two of them briefly. So the a very important concept um, you know, that, that we've kind of seen emerge as a best practice in governance um, today is delegation. Um, so paradoxically, um, delegation of voting power is actually essential for decentralization, right? Like at, at first glance, you might say, oh, everyone should hold their own tokens and vote with them. Um, but what we see is in practice, 
that that uh, that's actually not possible or doesn't happen because there's a little bit of um, an incentive misalignment where you know if you hold 0.05% of the total voting power, um, you know, sort of the the incentive for you to actually you know deeply consider every proposal or create proposals is low. Whereas if you take that voting power and you concentrated into a still diverse group of delegates, but who, to, you know, each one has a meaningful amount of voting power in the DAO. That actually leads to more active uh, governance, which leads to like a more decentralized organization in the end, right? So um, what you want to have is something like, you know, depending on the size of the protocol and other factors, let's say 20 to 100 delegates who each have a, you know, a material amount of voting power in the DAO and are therefore incentivized to really care for and help grow the protocol, um, invest the treasury, et cetera, after the DAO has been launched. And so in order to do that, the, the sort of like token launch event is actually the best time to seed that delegation. Um, mm. It's a moment where you're gonna have maximum mind share and maximum attention from your community and your token holders who will be involved in the governance going forward. And so it's actually critical to make sure that at that moment, your token holders not only you know, claim their tokens, let's say, but also activate those tokens, to activate the voting power of those tokens in governance through delegation. And so um, a best practice that is like super critical uh, for any protocol that's launching is to sort of ensure that that delegation process happens with the DAO launch. Um, there's been some high-profile DAOs, uh, or uh, there really haven't been activated as DAOs, but tokens that have launched where there's an intention to have governance over the last year. But currently, you know, the tokens just aren't delegated, and there's not actually you know critical mass for any sort of governance activity in that DAO going forward, and they're in a really tough spot. So that's maybe I'll keep it there for now. The most important thing to think about and strategize about with teams is how do we sort of build an experience that activates the governing power, governance power of the token at DAO launch? And what are all the product and technical and strategy considerations around that process? Um, Lindsay, I hope you don't mind. I'm not trying to take over. Please it's jump like, in. Come on, Christine. I have a question for you, Prison. This is something I've thought about a lot. Um, I think that's a really good point. And obviously, it's a, you know, a, incentive and also frustration in this space all at the same time. We, you know, we all have these conversations. Um, but how would you, what are your thoughts about, um, you know, like we obviously want to incentivize the community. We want to have delegates. We want to have um, like engaged delegates. But how do you marry that with making sure not one or two delegates, and now we're just a decent. Now we're just a centralized organization. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. You, know, you you don't want to have ten thousand token holders with point one percent of the you know uh, voting power each, but you also don't want to have two token holders with fifty percent of the voting power each. That's actually even worse than having sort of. I know, and, and then those two people or, way worse. Yeah. Where they they delegate to their yes people, yeah. and it, but it's still decentralized. Yeah. It's still centralized, but it looks decentralized, mm -hmm. yeah. and we have to like guard against that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so mm -hmm. I think there, there's sort of two things I would I would share there. Um, one is like so. There's two different questions, right? It's 
how is the token distributed? And then how is the token, the delegation of the token or like the voting power of the token distributed? So the first part is just like, you know, token distribution, which is something that I'm sure you all have thoughts on as well. But, you know, uh, TLDR, right? Like having a healthy distribution of the token amongst, you know, it's kind of a similar thing, like a, 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 a wide group of people, but not so wide that it's not also an aligned and relevant kind of group of stakeholders or criteria to your protocol is the first piece. So it's like, you know, obviously you want to start by distributing the token uh, reasonably well. So you don't have, you don't have like one token holder that can then just with their delegation sort of take over the DAO. Right. But then the question is, let's assume you have like a healthy distribution of tokens. How do you try to coordinate so that the, those token holders, you know, delegate their, their token voting power sort of appropriately and not, all to two people, as an example. And this is actually you know, a, a product problem that we've thought a lot about. And it, uh, it comes down to like the UX um, and sort of the discoverability of high quality delegates, um, you know, kind of in that token claim process and sort of surfacing delegates that are like have momentum and will end up having a critical mass of voting power, but not surfacing delegates who sort of already have too much, right? And this is actually a problem, product problem we thought a lot about at Tally. I think it's really interesting that you bring this point up and Christine that you are you were really interested in because with with what Christine and Casper with what you do, you work with teams very early before they're live. But I feel like when we speak with teams, governance is almost the last thought. The execution. Uh, you you interact with people finding their delegates on day one when the token is live. And it makes me think that I think uh, an opportunity to start working on your governance strategy, almost at the tokenomics, the very earliest stages, like who do you want to be your delegates? Who do you want your early community to be? What do you want to be like? And maybe I, I feel like we all, we all talk with a lot of teams. It's not a conversation point that really comes up because a lot of people launch tokens, frankly, just haven't really been in many DAOs. So they don't know the chaos they're about to enter. Um, it's a great point, and it's uh, out of out of the three of these um, kind of areas of expertise. I feel like we we understand with Casper why you should work on what you do early, and Christine, if you're not working with you early, then <laughs> you're just dead in the water. Um, but you know, I think Tally, with you, it's it's interesting that a lot of these problems arise because people go, "Well, we're live now. Let's figure it out." Uh, really interesting point. Look. We're gonna we're gonna be short on time. I think one of the the things I've I've learned about this group is we could probably do an hour and a half panel. Uh, we have lots of questions to talk through. I think if we could give the the people listening to this maybe one helpful uh, frame, it would be on on timing. We'll have one more question here uh, because when I speak with a lot of teams and they think what goes into launching a token, obviously there's the cost. Uh, but a big thing that I see all over the place is how long is this going to take me? Um, I'd like to give, you know, this perspective to the audience. Uh, so, you know, anyone jumping here with your own expertise and other kind of services in your area, how long does it take to go from zero to launch? Uh, and what should people prepare for? I, um, I'll jump in here. So just add this four square, um, so I would say, uh, in very simple terms, you should talk to Casper first. Um, you should <laughs> talk to me next. Then you should talk to Frizen. Um, or no, sorry, then Lindsay, then Frizen. 
That's how it should go. And and what kind of time frame do you think? I mean, uh, Christine, you work with people to set up, you know, organizations do a ton of work with them. Like, how much time is this going to take them? Um, I mean, it depends on the size of the project, and um, but like, if if you're going to come talk to somebody like me, you know, engage me three months before launch, you know, kind of thing. Um, and then, uh, but then I'll call Frizen, I'll call Lindsay, but Casper's probably even earlier than that. Casper. Yeah, I think that, you know, we've, we've worked with probably five to 600 different projects, big and small. And, um, you know, the actual timeline is all over the place. What I think is just most important probably for founders is uh, talk to a lot of other founders, ask them what their pitfalls were uh, and try to get ahead of the game like as soon as you can, like try to assemble that critical team. Um, you know, Lindsay, someone as yourself, you're a great resource for for projects because we just know people in the space. And, um, you know, with our firm, we always pride ourselves on the fact that, you know, we are a very niche player in what we do. We're a very small piece of the puzzle, but uh, but but still pretty important. But there's a lot of things that you should be considering that I don't, I don't know anything about, but I likely know someone that can help you. Um, so, you know, the real answer to the question, like the timeline, it's all over the place. The most important thing is just to make sure that you align yourself with the people that are going to help you solid advice, have the experience, um, and then you have the best shot at, at getting a project to be successful because it's not just the technology that makes you successful. Uh, that's just a small piece of the puzzle, honestly. And, and a lot of the founders that we work with are dev guys that raise money mm -hmm. and now they need to be a professional company. And it's not mm -hmm. easy to you know get in this fast track of learning how to run a company and especially in this industry where so much is uncertain. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I would say. Like I said, it's about the friends you make along the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. Prison. Yeah, Anything echo, to add to that? I'd echo everything that uh, Christine and Casper shared. Um, I think, you know, trying to get connected with folks who have done this before, um, you know, whether that's other founders or fo people like the folks on this call who have just observed from their particular vantage point and area of expertise, many token launches. Um, mm -hmm. I'll say like, I'm, you know, and I'm sure Christine Casper would say the same, like I'm, I'm here to be a resource to the community, you know, even if, you know, I, I love helping teams think about governance, even if it, you know, doesn't end up, you know, working directly with Tally in the near term. Um, if you have any questions about about governance and how to kind of set yourself up for success, um, yeah, I'm, my, my DMs are open. I think that's that's true for everyone here. Every I know each of you really well, and I think it's our space in general, just everyone's trying to help everyone genuinely. Uh, navigate the unknown. All right, well, look, we're out of time for today, but um, I really want to thank Casper, Christine, Frizen. I really want to thank you for coming on. Um, I think the one thing we've learned is we could probably talk about this stuff for at least another hour. So maybe next panel will uh, <laughs> will extend. Um, if you if you're listening to this and you want to speak with any of these people, I I would urge you to reach out. Um, I don't know how we share our our contact info, but 
uh, speak with um, the the summit crew here. They'll give you our information. We can connect from there. Also, I'll be closing words. East Denver, if anybody wants to. Yeah. Say. Okay. Please, please Let's go there. bug all of these people in East Denver. <laughs> you won't regret it. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. Bye, everyone. This has been a Red Beard Ventures production.